And that's, that's when you know it's a good gift. When you get twice as much or 10 times more joy from giving it than they from receiving it. The millennial generation is as follows. Welcome to Surrounded by Idiot Radio Podcast. Hey, welcome back. It's the Surrounded by Idiots Radio Podcast. I am your host, Dr. Tony Dufresne, and this is Millennial Talk to help you rise above the unwashed masses and live life on your own terms. How you doing? It's uh, coming around to the holiday time, and to be honest with you, I've already started and stopped <laughs> recording this podcast about five times. Uh, I am just spent and I'm uh, ready to take off out of town for a couple of days too. So I'm going to keep this one short and sweet. I did want to come on specifically this week because I wanted to congratulate the winner of the contest. And the winner of the contest is Christian. Thank you, Christian. I really appreciate your input. And the contest, if you do recall, uh, was from last week. It was a $50 Amazon gift card to a show topic that I liked. And there were a lot of you who wrote in. I really appreciate everybody who wrote in and gave me some suggestions. Some suggestions I probably won't be able to work into a show like the one from the guy who wanted who had a suggestion of me jumping back up my mother. But uh, the other ones were, were fair to decent. And uh, I had one that was multiple. It was three or four of the same one. So I figured if it's three or four of the same topic, it must be something that more people want to hear about. So I actually put their names all on pieces of paper, put them in a hat, drew them, and Christian won. And now the topic was one that uh, I covered with Amanda, if you remember that show, a couple months ago, I think. And it was about the two different age groups of millennials, the junior group and the senior group, which actually that's how Christian categorized them. I think you can tell which group that she's in. But uh, I like that categorization. So I put them all in there. I drew her name. So uh, congratulations to her. And uh, thank you all for that. That's going to come up yeah, probably in January or so. I'm going to get my stuff together. And what I want to do is I want to get a millennial, a representative from both millennial groups and get them together and kind of do a whole forum thing on this and kind of get it back and forth. I think that'd be fun. So I'm going to make this a short and sweet show, and this show is going to be about gifts of value. And uh, I think it's important nowadays to understand the real reason and the real meaning for gifts. I'm sure you have an idea. You wouldn't be listening to this right now if you didn't have a general sense of a gift needing to be or should be defined as something of value where you're giving almost a piece of yourself. It's it's anything that shows or represents the level of care that you have for another person. Does this mean that the more money you spend, the more care? I got I hope not because it's a no, but a lot of people think that that's the case. That's why I want to do this show real quick because I want to give you suggestions, uh, millennials, suggestions on cheap Christmas gifts of massive amounts of value. So here we go. Number one, and the most important and the easiest thing to do is give a book. Give a book that's touched you, that's something that you have read maybe a couple times, maybe just once, and it's just sparked something in you that you know that it, this other person may get something out of it. That's a huge gift. I mean, that, talk about a level of caring and a level of wanting to help somebody else. That's the whole ripples in the water thing where the ripples go out and then you're affecting their life and they affect somebody else and all that stuff. Anyway, so what I want to throw to you is I have some suggestions 
uh, for books. Just my own suggestions for you, uh, because I'm because uh, that's my gift to you. Because I'm not going to send you all these books. All right. So number one, you are a badass by Jen Sincero. It's great. It was out in 2013 or 14 or something. It's all over the place. If you haven't seen it, it's a New York Times bestseller. Jen's amazing. She writes and talks like I do. So, of course, I totally resonate with her because I feel as though she's on the same wavelength as me. She throws out a lot of shits and bullshits and motherfuckers and stuff. So I like and she's not from the industry, so to speak. She's more of a writing coach, but she does a great job at uh, really getting to the nitty gritty of self-help stuff and ego and consciousness and all that fun stuff. So the second one I want to talk about is The Power of Now by Eckhart Tolle. This one is a cornerstone for me. This one's a book that I've read 20 times or something. I first start, uh, first read it about three or four years ago. It's been out for quite some time. And uh, I use it as a grounding device because by now I've just highlighted the parts that speak to me and I'll go through in half an hour. Every month or every couple of months, I'll go through. It takes me about a half an hour and I'll reground myself in the concepts. It's brilliant. It's very deeply philosophical. Gets you thinking about meaning. Really good stuff. He's a little airy, I guess. You know, he, if you've seen him talk, he he talks in almost a whisper, a really slow whisper. That's his personality. And that's the way he writes too. But I I can connect with that even though I'm completely the opposite. Because it's the concept stuff and the fact that he writes it so you can so easily digest it, you know, spoonful to spoonful. The third one's The Celestine Prophecy by James Redfield. This one, this book actually literally changed my life. It was 20 years ago when I first read this book. And it was the gateway drug for me into self-help and self-improvement stuff. It's about a story about a guy who finds his way to Peru and he, he's searching after these manuscripts. And the manuscripts are general conceptual philosophical constructs and he and they build upon each other and it kind of tells the tale of the ancient civilization that found itself into self-actualization and it's just it's written really well it's written like a adventure story mystery but the message that it has within the context of the book it's amazing the fourth one is man's search for meaning by victor frankel now victor frankel was the guy that was he actually developed logotherapy he was a psychiatrist back in, I think it was Austria, Germany, back in the 40s. He's the one who uh, was the Jewish psychiatrist that got thrown into the concentration camp. And I believe he was in Auschwitz. And he was the one who developed the logotherapy, which is the therapy of meaning, logo meaning, meaning. And it really goes into man's search for meaning, uh, how you can find it, where it's located, and uh, how to go about creating meaning in your everyday life. I absolutely love it. The first half of the book is about his story in the concentration camp, and if you haven't read anything about him or haven't seen anything about him, I would suggest reading through the entire book. If you have and you know his background story, the second part of the book is about the philosophy, the psychology, the logotherapy, and just jump right back to there. And uh, again, I read that over and over and over. Number five, Think and Grow Rich by Napoleon Hill. Brilliant book. It's Who hasn't read or at least heard of Think and Grow Rich? Every single self-help guy out there has that on his book list, and there's a reason for it. It is. It was written in the 30s. Uh, Napoleon Hill was fantastic in terms of relating to people, understanding, having a, an amazing sense of empathy, an amazing sense of understanding about what the other person wants 
and not about you. It's about you giving yourself up to the level of understanding, being consciously aware, being uh, having a level of active listening. It's it's incredible and I, and easy to read, and I would highly suggest that one. Number six, poke the box by Seth Godin, and not just poke the box. He has about eight or nine books out. They're short, they're sweet. Seth Godin's a marketing guy. Uh, he is freaking brilliant. He's got a daily blog as well. I think he's on Twitter now. But uh, this guy has some insane levels of insights. He also deals a lot with business and how to use your level of consciousness and how to hone in to your level of uniqueness and use that in your business venture. It's very entrepreneurial in how he writes it. He really tries to empower you in being your unique self and then kind of creating your own gig. And that's a lot what I do with my clients, and that's why I resonate so much with that. Number seven, uh, the one I'll end up with, and it's not available now, but it'll be available next year's course. I'm going to pimp out my own books around by idiots. That's all. There's a lot of other ones. I mean, I, I, I'm i looking right now on my office floor, and there's about, I don't know, a dozen and a half books laying there. But I want to keep this short and sweet for you. And more specifically, the whole reason for me to share this is to set an example in terms of you thinking about books that have impacted you. There, And by the way, all of the books that I've talked to you about today, outside of mine because it's not ready yet, out of those six books, they're all under 10 bucks, all of them. And if you go to half.com starting right now, uh, you can still... It looks like I went on today. If you go to half.com, you can still buy one and get one shipped by Christmas. And they're like a buck. Maybe shipping's like three or four bucks. So literally, you're going five to $10 and you're getting something that means ton or or could mean a huge thing. Uh, could change somebody's life. There's also a couple other things I want to talk about in regards to high value gifts that uh, they don't cost really anything at all. Uh, number two is just send a Christmas card. I'm not talking about the one where you put a bunch of pictures on there and then you uh, talk about everything that happened to you and then to your entire family, including your dog's rectal fissure issues over the past year and the fact you have to apply ointment three times a day for the rest of his life. That that That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about just a nice, sweet, little Christmas card, or if it's dude to dude, a nice, cool, funny little Christmas card, uh, just to say, Hey, you know, Merry Christmas. Uh, hope you had a great year, blah, blah, blah. But it's, it just, it just shows that you're thinking about them. That is the whole point. Number three, be a regifter. Nothing wrong with being a regifter. Nobody knows that you got it. As long as you, there's no trail that always kind of scares me a little bit, but if you do get a label, baby label maker, or if you happen to get, you know, a, a set of coasters or a set of wine glasses or something and you can't use them, you know, just dust off the box and give them to somebody else. Nobody will be the wiser. And, and it's not about the fact that it's a regifting thing. It's about the fact that you, you didn't have to go out and pay for it. And you know, I mean, hopefully, I'm assuming that you know that maybe that would be a really cool gift to give them because they're looking for wine glasses or that person is looking for them. That would be cool. And there's nothing wrong with that. So be a regifter. No, you know, nobody's going to be the wiser. Number four, uh, free labor certificates. Now these are the ones that the the corny, you know, make out a little coupon book, uh, free massages, uh, cut the lawn, a free hug, 
uh, pet sitting or babysitting. But I tell you right now, tell you right now, you put the time and especially with you guys, you put the time and effort into making out a little coupon book like that. As lame as it may seem, it's huge. Number one, because you put the time and the effort into it and she understands that. Number two, it's the things that you put in there that are specific to her and her special particular interests. That's the thing. If you know that she has a thing about massages and she she loves them, then if you put that in there, that's great. If you know that uh, you have a friend of yours that is constantly looking for somebody to pet sit, then you put that in there and you know it's one of those things where it's no questions asked type of thing. Or babysitting is huge. I mean, everybody looks, everybody wants babysitting. Uh, that's that's always in demand for that. Number five, the gift of teaching. This is something that I read uh, a couple years ago or so. I think it's a great idea where you actually give them a card and you say in there, you know, this is a voucher for uh, to for me to teach you something that I'm good at, that you know that I'm good at, like, say, playing guitar. Maybe you're really good at playing guitar. The other person's always said, oh, I really wish I could play guitar or something. Then you would give them a voucher and say, this, you know, this is a voucher for three one-hour sessions where I'll take you through some basic guitar stuff. That's pretty cool. I mean, I, honestly, who out there wouldn't like that if they got that from a friend or a girlfriend, a boyfriend, a husband, wife or something? That would be really cool. I, I do suggest, though, that you don't uh, do that for teaching somebody how to ski. Uh, that will not go well. You, uh, no friend or family member or spouse or girlfriend, boyfriend should ever try to teach the, the other one how to ski. I'm just going to leave it at that. Number six is the shared experience. This is something that I've done over the years and it's fantastic. It's where I'll give them, I'll, I'll, I'll send them a card or I'll give them a card and it'll say that uh, I'm going to take you to the zoo or this entitles you to um, me taking you to a spring training baseball game uh, or anything like that to where you invite them on a shared experience because the gift isn't the ticket and the gift isn't the car ride to the zoo. The gift is you spending that time with them, you giving your time to them and creating an experience, something that will last as long as they're alive and you're breathing. Rather than giving them something that doesn't last and is non-permanent and it's of a material nature in context, instead of that, give them something that you guys can share so you have a memory. I've always thought that was the best thing. So the entire point of any of this is to be as personal as possible. If you've listened well enough or paid attention enough when you guys were together, whoever you're giving the gift to, if you've paid attention to who they are what their interests are, what their little quirks are, their little, you know, things that they're like, oh, you know, a lot of times people will leak those things out like, oh, when I was a kid or when I was a boy or, oh, that was great. Or I wish I had that when I was a kid or something like that. I wish I can go to the, I, I love giraffes, you know, then take them to the zoo. So the entire point is to be as personal as possible. Uh, then you'll have some idea about the little things that mean a lot to that person. I always go back to the cloud pillow. It was something that, that meant so much to her. I've mentioned this before. Uh, this is somebody that, uh, I dated a while ago and, uh, she just talking, just, we were just talking cause we we're in the car driving to some festival of lights, something. And she was talking about a story about her as a, as a little girl. 
and uh, the fact that uh, she uh, loved clouds and wanted to, you know, go up in the sky and hug them. And then one day there was fog and her dad and she tried to hug the clouds or something and her dad said, you can't because you can't hug them. And then it would devastated her as a, you know, three-year-old or a four-year-old. So understanding that when Christmas came around, I had somebody create a huggable cloud for her and it was the greatest present that she ever got. But again, that's just an example of something because I listened and because I paid attention uh, it, it's, it's something that meant a lot to her and it really meant a lot to me too, because as much satisfaction that she got out and as much meaning, as much joy that she got out of receiving that, I got twice as much for giving it. And that's, that's when you know, it's a good gift when you get twice as much or 10 times more joy from giving it than they from receiving it. So that's it. That's all I'm going to do today. I know it's a kind of a rather short, sweet show, but uh, I am totally spent. I hope uh, your holiday plans are going well. Remember also, just lastly, give the first gift to yourself and just chill and be cool with everything. You know, when it comes down to it, the, the next day is going to show up and the sun's going to rise and everything's going to be okay. It's going to be what it is. So don't freak out about stuff. Don't let other people get your panties in a twist about buying presents for a bunch of people and stuff. You know, it's it's not worth it. And it takes the whole fun out of the whole meaning of this whole holiday season, which is all about recognizing the value of the people that are important around you. And I know it's a Christmas thing and I know it's a there's a New Year's and there's Hanukkah involved and there's Kwanzaa and there's uh, pagan or uh, Saturnalia, and there's, I mean, you could go on and on about winter solstice and all that stuff. All that being said, let's get to down to brass tacks. And the brass tacks is all of this is about recognizing the people that you care about and having them understand that and spending time with them. And so I hope you do. I'm going to come back next week, and I, and because throughout the research that I did for this thing, I, I did a little research on gift giving and the history of it. I didn't want to get into it today because I found it actually really boring. But in that process, I did go through and look at the history of Christmas and the rituals and how it all came about. And it is fascinating. And I'm a history geek too, but a lot of the stuff I didn't know. So I want to share that with you next week. I think it'll be fun. Until then, have a great rest of the week. Remember, you still have some time. If you're listening to this at the time that I'm doing this, which is December, the second week in December, uh, then you still do have time to get to go on to Amazon or to half.com and order somebody a, a really good book and to get that, get it, get it over to them or have it sent to you. And then you can take it over to them if you're going to a party with them. So, so have a good one. I hope everybody's great. Again, congratulations to Christian and you can find me at javabud.com. That's the website. It's got all the crap up there. If you, if you have any suggestions after this, I know, you know, there's no more $50 gift card at this point. But I always appreciate feedback. Feedback always helps. It helps me to drive the show and it helps me to get dialed into really what you want to hear. Uh, also, uh, I'm on Twitter and Instagram and Facebook, all the typical dog and pony show stuff. Have a great week and I'll talk to you next week. Bye. Bye.